What's up and welcome to Live in the Damn Dream. I'm Mike. I'm Sarah. And uh, Sarah, it's about 176 degrees outside right now, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm home. How you feeling? It's been 176 degrees. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to get a break from this heat. Um, although I will say I went to the beach yesterday, and oh. I thought it was like, I looked at the feels-like temperature, which is key, and it was... It said 101 degrees. Um, so I was like, oh, is this a, should I not go? But it was kind of like the day where I, I just didn't have anything. Not that I have a lot going on, but I had truly like nothing going on at all. And so I was like, oh, let me just go. I met up with my brother and his wife and, and uh, it felt great there. Like the wind was perfect. Like the cloud cover was actually really nice. So yeah, I don't know. I, it, it was, it was nice, but uh. Been hot. That's lovely. Were you, were, did you feel uh, any trepidation about going out to a beach in the middle of uh, the pandemic still? Or did you feel, okay, so there's enough space, there's enough nature, enough fresh air? We chose strategically. My brother and his wife have been, like, very, very careful. Um, like, to the extent that when they visit her parents, who she's really close with, like, they, they live a couple minutes from them, um, they stay in their backyard and talk through the window. Like, that's how careful they are. Oh, wow. Um, so I knew, and they've been to the beach a couple times, so I knew that whatever their beach going experience yeah, was, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be in safe hands with them. Yeah. So we basically, we went to a place, I don't even want to give it away. We went to a place in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, don't give, don't give away your secrets. We went to a place in Jersey. I'm not going to tell you what it was called. Um, but it was, a, it was a drive. Like we drove an hour and 45 minutes to get there. Um, and, but the, the, you know, the thing is, you know, my boyfriend has a car, so we didn't have to take public transportation. Um, or, you know, an Uber or Lyft. So we got to safely go in his car um, and you reserve your spot there. So there's it's not crowded because they like they sell out like they stop. They cap it at a certain point. So there can't just be all these people on the beach. Gotcha. All right. So you feel better about the whole situation. Yeah, everyone was it. six feet apart. Um, and yeah, it, it was really nice. You just didn't feel like you're on top of anyone. Um you know, my even my brother and and his wife and I, we, we were six feet apart. So it was yeah, it was a really nice day. I felt safe. It was really nice to be in nature and not cooped up in a little New York City apartment. All right. Well, uh, that's where we are now. So it's glad I'm glad that you got that feeling of freedom yesterday a little bit because um, now we're here recording the podcast. We are. Um, and uh, just speaking of the heat. Um, there is my air conditioner running at full blast. I don't know if you guys can hear that. I'm trying to make it so you don't. But if that's the case, I'm sorry. It's literally 98 degrees before noon. Um, and I, I just Where can't. Where is your commitment, Mike? Mine is shut off for this. I am uh, well, disappointed. <laughs> You're also, I, I assume, a much uh, easier sweater than me or more difficult to sweat. <laughs> like, I sweat just walking to get the mail from the mailbox. So uh, wow. I don't want to have to keep washing my podcast shirt every single day um, just because <laughs> I'm sweating through it. So... Um, so the AC's blasting. Sorry if that messes up the sound quality at all. And then also, um, Sarah, to get away from the heat, I'm actually going on vacation next week going up north uh, to Vermont where it's a little bit cooler. So I don't think we're going to be doing an episode next week. I don't know. You and I haven't finalized this yet. but He never I think told me that, guys. Now, I'm right? not okay yeah. with it. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know. Sarah could do her own bonus episode, a solo Sarah show. <laughs> uh, and you can just take it from there. But yeah, it's uh, we got to get away. I mean, the beach or whether you're doing something, but as long as you do it safely, 
you know, we'll still be wearing our masks. I'm sure you took all your precautions, like you said, at the beach. So, yeah, um, yeah guys, get out of the house if you can, but definitely do it as safely and as considerately of everyone else as possible. And then 100%. next week, we'll, we'll see what happens next week. We'll TBD it with the show. We'll TBD it, <laughs> but maybe Mike's, not, maybe Mike's not as committed as I thought to our, to our dream. That's very true. Oh, yeah, you're living the damn dream. I am not. Hey, you know what else is not is definitely not going to happen next week? Another stimulus check from the federal government, and you that's what we call a segue. You don't know that. You don't know that. But let's chat about it for I'm willing sure. To, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to bet all the stimulus checks I've gotten so far on the fact that we're not going to get another stimulus check next week because that's just the way government works. But, yeah, now this week... We're talking money, guys, and we've done an episode before, before the pandemic, where we talked about ways that Sarah and I have made money over the years to help sustain this dream that we're trying to live and making it in media and some of the side gigs and the hustles and ways to save money. And then the pandemic happened and everything really hit the fan. And now we're recording this on Monday uh, morning. By Friday, the bonus that the federal government had been given everyone on unemployment, the extra $600 a week, is expiring. As of right now, there is still no plan in place for another round of immediate stimulus checks, for another round of unemployment uh, enhancement. So we figured what a better time than now, as we're going to be losing some money in the short term, to discuss how money has changed for us during the pandemic, how we're saving differently, how we're spending differently, the way we're maybe we're trying to make some money on the side, new jobs we're trying to uh, look into that maybe we didn't think about before. So I guess Sarah, with this bonus running out, and I think, Sarah, I'm looking at the news right now. The Senate is supposed to propose a new plan today. We don't have that news yet. So by the time you guys hear this, they may have already proposed something. But uh, it's looking like then the, uh, the Democrats have until August 7th to rebut it. So I can see this definitely stretching another few weeks before anything is reached as a, as a full thing. But... Sarah, what's it been like for you, pandemic-wise? How have you been spending money differently? Are you saving more? What's, what's your situation like now different than what it was before we all got shut down? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, say, I'll start with this. I've always been a saver. I, I have a lot of weirdness around money. I, I constantly live in fear that I'm not going to have enough um, or that what I have is going to be taken from me. Um, and that's actually, like, something that I've been working on this pandemic, like, spiritually, is, like, trying to change those core beliefs that like, I'm going to be okay. If I take the next right action, like everything's going to work out the way it needs to. And, you know, to stop like living in this crazy fear, because honestly, for me, it actually goes, it comes back to like, I can't live in the moment as much because I'm so constantly worried about the future or like thinking about the past and it's dangerous. But that all being said, I am grateful that I did worry about money so much in the past because yeah. it certainly has saved my ass this pandemic. Um, you know, I I did like comfortably put some money aside. Like now that also being said, that money wasn't like intended for me to spend. Like I didn't I wasn't counting on there being a pandemic. So like that was for me to potentially one day like raise a family with, put my kid through school, like maybe <laughs> right, retire. Exactly maybe retire with like it wasn't supposed to like go toward coronavirus like supplies like and hand sanitizer however like that's just what it is and like I'm grateful that I do budget and spend money um in a way that is responsible um so you know I have been saving more um in the sense that 
I, I shouldn't say I'm saving more because I'm making less money now, but I am being more conscious bef- than I was. I was never a spender, but I'm being much more conscious of the way I spend. Like before I hit click to purchase something like a loop band for my new workout, like <laughs> I think like, do I need this item? I joined Costco um, this past week because you know, I'm honestly, for me, it makes sense. Like my boyfriend and I are splitting supplies between our two apartments and it, it keeps our grocery store trips like to a minimum. So we don't have to leave the house as much. You know, we take his car, we drive to Costco um, and ultimately buying in bulk is saving us money. Um, I don't mind having like stacks and stacks of TP and paper towels right now, like sitting in the corners <laughs> of my apartment. Um, so it's like definitely resulted in smarter spending. I'm not going out to eat at all. I'm cooking everything at home. I'm not even ordering delivery. Um, and so that's saving me money. I was definitely the type of person who, you know, wouldn't go out to eat all the time. Um, but I would, I would definitely order delivery a lot. Like I was not the type to cook at home, mostly because I worked in restaurants and like a lot of times they feed you for your shifts. And like, it just didn't make sense for me to keep groceries that would go bad in my house. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm cooking everything I'm watching, you know, before I dole money out, um, on something that I think I need, like, do I actually need this? Um, and you know, just kind of looking at where my money is, is it in the smartest place? Like, and right now, what is that even like, we don't even know, like, where is the smartest place to be keeping your money, Mike? Like uh, under my under my mattress, if you ask right? my grandma. <laughs> um, no, and it's it, it's true. And I did uh, double check here. So yeah, the Senate is proposing a new stimulus uh, plan today. No one knows what's in it. Maybe another twelve hundred dollar check, like we got at the beginning of quarantine. Remember that? Eight I years didn't ago. get that. You I didn't get, get that. that. Oh, no, I was poor enough to get one, so that was fun. Um, and will there be the six hundred dollar bonus? Will that be less? Because uh, a lot of people think giving 600 bucks a week extra disincentivizes people from looking for jobs. We'll talk about that a little later. So proposal comes out today, Monday. It'll be out by the time you hear this podcast. Then the House can debate it, and they need something until August, before August 7th, because that's when Congress takes a month off. Because that's exactly what we need now, is our national leaders in the middle of all this Jesus to take their normal, their normal summer recess. So August 7th is when we should know for sure what's happening next. But... Yeah, like for me, because the stock market is a roller coaster, it's so volatile. So to put your money there, uh, who knows? To put something in a longer term, safer thing is great if all you care about right now is, yeah, your nest egg someday, your retirement fund, and you don't need those monies right away. But if you need that money to live paycheck to paycheck, whatever money you're getting, there really is no place to put it except your checking account because you got to pay for rent, you got to pay for groceries. And with very little money coming in, there is no place to put it because you need that money at all times. You got to access it extremely quickly, um, and so it, it is a. On the one hand, like you said, saving more in a sense because yeah, I'm like you. I still have been getting my delivery because there are some nights I'm just too lazy to cook, and I'm, I'm trying to be safe with how I get it from the delivery person and all that. But yeah, I'm not going out to bars like I did normally. I'm not going to movies. I don't have a gym membership. So all these expenses are going way down. No Metro all, card. <laughs> no Metro card. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Uh, I'm not Ubering anywhere. I have my own car if I have to drive. So I'll gas up like once every six weeks if I need to. Yep. But at the same time, 
Like I compare how much money I'd be making if things were normal. If the NHL and NBA season had continued on the way it did, I would have been working more there. If, if the Mets uh, had fans in the stands, if it was a normal Mets season and I would be working all those games, which I'm not now. Like I think about, yeah, all the money I could be making because, right, I'm spending a lot less. I don't know if I'm necessarily saving more because there's not as much money coming in. Agreed, but, yeah. But um, I will say it, 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 it's – for me personally, it's better than it is when it's bad for the job market. Like there were times this past winter where I was working very little just because jobs weren't out there, holiday season, whatever. And I had a month or two where because of holiday spending and holiday parties and all that stuff – I wasn't saving at all. I was actually dipping into some savings going into the red. So compared to those days, it's great now because, yeah, the unemployment money I am making, I can pay my bills and then just put everything else aside. But compared to what it could be when my good days are, what my July should normally be, it's definitely not close to what it should be in terms of what's coming in. So, But like you said, it's definitely made me more thrifty, more cost conscious because, um, yeah, you never know when something like this might happen again. And like you, I've always been a spender too, and I think we all get you mean that saver. from different saver, right? Exactly. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, I've also been a spender, but unlike you, yeah, that was the spending part. The saving part is what's like you, and I think part of that came from you know my parents struggled a lot when I was younger to uh, make ends meet for us, and so I remember having to do without and hand me down clothes and all that totally. stuff. So I think it's kind of built into my head that As, don't yeah. buy something unless you can afford it outright. You know, yeah. don't get a two thousand dollar tv if you have to make payments for it for the next three years so i think that's something that luckily is built into me and you as well it sounds like and that comes in real handy in a time like this yeah i mean and yeah i mean at the end of the day i'm super grateful because you know you and i both qualified for maximum unemployment a lot of people struggled with getting that money you and i got it pretty easily like i had to jump through a little bit of hoops like the first couple days but i did get it and i know people that as of like a week ago, we're still struggling. Still or been through it, yeah. Like yeah. four months of waiting and then they and they haven't gotten. So it. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm really grateful that we had that we were able to collect what we did. You know that I, like again, that I am a saver and that I had a little bit of cushion. Like even though that this was not what I was intending to use it for, it's been a beautiful thing to be able to use this time to. Um, you know, not freak out, like not freak out. There's enough to freak out about. Like it's been nice to be able to, you know, work at my own pace creatively, um, kind of like slow down, which I definitely would have done, would not have done on my own. And like, you know, just gain a little perspective. And I just know people out there are really struggling. And, um, and so let's, uh, you know, let's just uh, say a prayer for them because not everyone's so fortunate. It's true. Uh, in, in a weird, perverse way, it was the fact that I had been on unemployment before within the last two years that made it so easy for me to get it again. And it kind of sucks that the system is almost designed for people that have to go through this multiple times. Because like you said, I have friends that yeah, they applied back in April and as of a week or two ago, still hadn't gotten anything. So how is that possible? How are people paying bills? How are they paying rent You know, if they are living paycheck to paycheck to begin with? Um, it's, it's a, it's a messed up system. Uh, it, and we don't have answers. If you're coming here for answers, I don't think you or I have that right, Sarah, but every state is different. I've seen some crazy shit going down in Florida. 
uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, a lot be, of, more, be more specific over the last <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of crazy shit going down in Florida in general. But uh, in terms of unemployment, like, I mean, just crowds of people in person waiting for like a little piece of paper, like no system set up with like, you know, names grouped from A to M, etc. Like, I mean, it just... It's I've been watching the news and seeing people in different states struggle through different methods of getting their unemployment. And I just feel like I didn't I didn't go through that. Like my my frustration with unemployment lasted maybe 48 hours and then it it sorted mm-hmm. itself out. So, you know, like in a lot of situations, um, I, I'm grateful to be in New York. People, you know, we were hit hard first. And um, I just feel really grateful that we have a lot of systems in place and good leadership. And in general, like we're. I feel I feel safe here and I feel taken care of. Agreed. And for all the uh, the bad things about, I mean, I'm not a huge Bill de Blasio fan. And Andrew sure. Cuomo's past certainly has its ups and downs. Sure. But I think one thing New York, going back to, I mean, 9-11 even, and Rudy Giuliani has become a totally different person now than he was then. But <laughs> uh, it is, that's, why we ha- that's why we have a superiority complex here. Because when shit hits the fan... As crazy as New York is normally, I feel like this is the kind of place you want to be in because when things get bad, we know how to hunker down, do what we got to do, and whether it's come back from something like 9-11 or just get our act together like it is now, yeah, we got slammed at the beginning of all this, but now you look at the cases going down, uh, the way things have reopened back up, the unemployment system, is, it worked great for me. I understand a lot of people are hearing this right now that live in the area and are super frustrated. Like, no, New York has not been good for me. And I get that. But I think nothing's going to be a perfect response no matter where you are. But I, at least and personally, like you said, Sarah, happy that I am where I am because I feel like this has been the, the, the best case scenario for how to handle Truly. Uh, what, what's really unprecedented. Yeah. So let's talk about, okay. Let's talk about employment since we've been talking about unemployment. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Um, You know, would you like, let's say we don't get any sort of stimulus package. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. And again, we'll go into that in a little bit. But let's say that didn't happen and you needed money. Would you do a job like uh, drive Uber or go work in a grocery store right now? Like, would you take those jobs? Do you feel safe? Would you feel in, that there's an incentive to do something like that if you weren't getting your money from the government? Me personally, no. Um, I, 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 w- I wouldn't advocate people to not do that, right? Because you, you got to make ends meet, but it's all going to come down to a personal situation. If you have a rich partner that you can just have them kind of carry the financial burden of your household for a while and they're okay with that, have that conversation. If you're someone who needs- I'm sorry, wait, making- wait, 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 wait. Do you have a sugar mama? Do you have a sugar mama, Mike? (laughs) Uh, I don't. My girlfriend has not been laid off. She's been working a a lot throughout this whole thing. So it's nice (laughs) to have at least one stable income in the in the in the household. But, you know, that's an option if you have that. Um, (laughs) I do not have that. I do not have that either. Keep going. Right. Um, Or or if like on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Right. If you're already living paycheck to paycheck under the best of circumstances. And now you're like, man, what do I really do? And you have to take on a second or third or however many job. 
obviously go for it. And it's tough because we talked about this with some of the roles that you get, right? Where they ask you to travel an hour and a half to work in a public setting for $100. And now you have to put that extra calculus of A, is it worth my time? But now B, is it worth my health? Do I wanna go on a train to get to a studio and then be there with six people who I don't know where they've been the last week and only make $100 and then maybe catch coronavirus and now I can't work for the next two weeks and also my medical bills have to get paid now. So you really have to just consider your personal situation. So my personal situation, no. Thankfully, I think I have enough money saved up from all the reasons we talked about just a couple minutes ago where I can get through the immediate toughness of right now. And luckily, some of my jobs now are starting to come back up. If you guys watched MSG in the New York City area after uh, the Rangers uh, season preview show on Friday night, you might have seen me on air for a a minute or two. And so that's something that I just got back into doing. That was one of the jobs I had before the pandemic that now we're shooting from home and able to figure out a way with some sports coming back to be able to do stuff. So I'm starting to see after these last few months of doing almost nothing, at least some of my gigs are starting to sprout up, at least in some form or fashion, and I'll be able to now rely on that. But I can definitely understand people if, if, if this is the case now for months, and if they hadn't been getting unemployment, because you and I have been getting it, if, they, if, they, if you go four months without nothing coming in, you gotta do something. Um, so what about you? Because you, you stopped bartending, right? That was usually your side gig. You talked about that on the show a couple times. Would you like go back to doing that if you had to? So at this point, I would not. Um, like you, I, I just personally don't feel safe. And, you know, again, it really just depends on the circumstances. Um, I would wait. I, I need to see how this is going to play out. Like, you have to consider that we haven't gotten a second wave here in New York yet. I think people mm-hmm. are starting to feel more comfortable and though they're being careful, like I have seen people at bars, at restaurants um, that are not being as careful. And I don't necessarily just, I just don't feel it's worth my health potentially to do that, especially because, huh, okay, so I'll just be completely honest. I actually got offered my job, not the same job, but the one company that I work for Um, basically has a connection to another busy place off the Bedford stop, which is pretty close to my house um, here in Brooklyn. And, you know, it's a busy place that's like on a busy street. And they are normally a, they, anyway, they opened up their outdoor area and they were looking for a couple servers. Um, And they had asked my, my previous company, like, do you guys, do you have any bartenders that would want to do that? And, you know, it's actually probably like the best possible bar uh, server situation right now. Like being that it is on a busy block um, outside and they were looking at giving you like four to five shifts. But I had to weigh the options. And I was like, if you think about it, like, let's say you're going to make three hundred dollars a shift. And I'm saying that as a complete average because you might make more because it is busy. And I don't know how many people they're staffing the place with. You also could make less because I don't know how people are tipping. I don't, again, maybe it's overstaffed. Maybe um, it isn't as busy as you think because people are still scared. I don't know how much you would be making. I think $300 a shift is a pretty good average. Um, And to me, if I'm working four shifts, making $300 a shift, that's $1,200. That's only $100 more than if I was sitting home doing nothing. 
So okay, so this so this comes down to what a lot of people argue that are against giving out more money is that oh, if you make all this money on unemployment, you're not going to have people going back to work. Your rebuttal to that is is health and safety based. Is from what from yeah? What why the heck? Like, if, listen, if I wasn't risking my health. I would totally rather be going to do something um, and like being a useful member of society. But like, I personally don't think that like everyone should be running around like there's nothing happening right now. And I know we're not, but like, I just know how people are in bars. They're shout and, and outside in the streets. They're not all wearing masks. They're, they're talking loudly because they're intoxicated. And I don't, it's not that I don't trust myself or the places I work for. It's like, there's just so many factors at play. Like I, and also like, I don't know if anyone has ever bartended or served like, (laughs) like, but when you're bartending, like just like the tools you're using, the stuff you're touching, like just logistically bringing out like salt and pepper shakers or like making a mojito and slapping the mint or ripping the mint. Like there's just so many things that you touch and share and, I just don't think it's safe. And it's also a different thing for us in what we do in the media field, because I think what a lot of people think about not going back to work or they're just going to keep collecting unemployment. Why are they going to look for jobs is the whole full time work versus freelance work, which is essentially what we do. Right. Because I think what a lot of people think is, oh, someone if they're making I'm just throwing out numbers here. If they're making uh, $1,500 a week on unemployment and then a job offers them to come work full time and their salary only works out to $1,000 a week, that's going to stop people from looking for jobs. But with all that, you get, you get the, the health benefits. You get maybe a retirement plan. You get the, the safety and the consistency of knowing you have steady income correct, coming in. Correct. For There's- us, it's like what you said, Sarah. If you're going to make $1,200 at a bar versus 1100 on unemployment but that 1200 also comes with slapping the mint and uh you know drunk I'm sorry, strangers wearing a mask for like an eight to ten hour shift do you want to wear a mask like outside in this weather right now for like an eight hour shift that's crazy like which think again about- you, you should wear a mask we're not saying don't wear a mask no, in public but, but to wear it under these I conditions would, is what's bad i would be i would have to wear a mask like no normal person right now i, I don't say no normal person that's that's not true i just there's no reason right now for me to be outside for eight hours a day and i know you're running in and out but i would have to keep a mask on for all of that eight hours because i believe that masks do protect myself and others from coronavirus and so i would need to be wearing a mask and it's just it's just not i don't know there's just so many things and like you said if i were incentivized by like a job that creatively stimulated me that is like where i'm looking to you know work in my field then sure i would take a pay cut to be working for you know a media company that like will potentially help my resume and my career and like that you know makes me happy but i was already pretty miserable bartending i'm not gonna lie so like (laughs) i was already looking for ways to get out and hopefully trying to like move into a more full-time job creatively so like that is another reason why like i don't there's really not much of an incentive for me to go back even if i was making substantially more money like the health risks the 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 mental stress that like I was already under slash would be under even more now and like miserability factor. I just don't want that. 
And it's not like we're not looking for work. Uh, I mean, Correct. speak for yourself, I guess. But it's not like I'm on my couch thinking, you know what? Until my unemployment runs out, I don't have to get on a, a casting Correct. website. I don't have to network. If anything, I'm working harder now looking for jobs than I ever have. And I think a lot of people are the same way. And look, there's bad apples across the board. I know friends from years ago that would blatantly talk about how they take advantage of the welfare state. Like, I'm not going to work if I'm getting paid to sit at home. Why am I going to look for a job? But those are not the people that are going to be driving society forward anyway, right? Those are the people that are going to always be that way no matter the condition. People that want to get back to work are looking for work. I would love to have jobs where I don't have to file my unemployment every week. But right now, the way things are, that's just not the case. So uh, I think it's a big myth that people just are getting free money and are deciding to take five months off. I don't think that's the case. It's not for me. It's not for you. And I think for most people, at least in what we do for a living, I don't think it's the same for them either. Correct. I mean, let me. And so to anyone right now is like, okay, so you were just offered a job and you said no. Let me tell you something. I am working. uh, Oh, shit. Drilling just started outside. (laughs) Nice. Got my air conditioner and your construction happening. Very cool. So if you guys hear that, you're welcome. Um, So, you know, I I am working like I've been going into HQ here and there. I'm working with someone else to develop uh, this another sort of app, a media based app right now. You know, so it's not like, again, we're sitting home doing nothing. I'm trying to find work in the field that I want to work with work in. And I know that sounds like a privileged answer. But like, as Mike and I have talked about on here before, like we worked hard all these years in our fields to be able to say no to jobs like to be able to take the jobs that we want to work. And, you know, because I have saved and worked so hard, that's a reason that I'm able to be selective right now, not run back to hospitality because hospitality at the end of the day, isn't the field I want to work in. And that was what I was trying to move away from. So if at some point I do need to go back, I ha I will. I'm just not at that point yet. I'm not at that point because of you know, the fact that I have kept myself busy looking for alternative uh, employment opportunities in the entertainment industry that are working remotely or working in safer environments during this current situation. And to be honest, it is a privileged answer, but I think we know that, right? It's not like we're ignorant to the fact that we're in a position in our career where we are. Um, I think, and privilege in any capacity, especially societally, racially, economically, I think it's the worst when people don't realize the position they're in. Um, and just completely act like, you know, out of ignorance. But like you say, we, we know where we're at career wise. Um, I also don't want to steal in a weird way. I don't want to steal jobs from people that may need them more than me. When I see gigs that are like, oh, it's a $200 paying thing for a host that, you know, low experience. We just want someone entry level. Could I go for that and like flex my resume and try and get some money this week? Yeah. But I also am picturing the 24-year-old who has no credits on their reel that could really use that gig and that money more than I could right now. So I'm not going to jump on their feet. And I know that's like me trying to maybe sound like I'm more noble than I am, but it is part of my thinking. But then also part of it is like, well, you just explained. So I, I totally get where you're coming from. Well, and, and I, I know think the peop- we, we're, we're self-aware, I think, is the difference between us and a lot of people. And it's exactly hopefully. what you said. I also know other people who I was bartending with that were also offered this job. And there are only a, some, a select number of jobs. Some of these people have families and they do actually need to feed their families. So, like, if I'm jumping on a job and somebody else needs it more, like, I mean, there's just, again, 
it comes down to personal, um, where you're at on your own. Like, you know, only you can decide for you. Um, and that, that awareness is really key. And like, we all have to take a look at like what we need and where we're at right now. And, and just try to make the best decision for yourself. And yeah, for others, like it is also important to be of service. So where, where are you being the most of service? Are you being the most of service by staying home, working remotely, trying to, um, you know, spend your money, um, and smartly and, uh, look for jobs in your field. Great. That's then do that. If you need to go out and work, um, and, and, and do what you got to do, then, then do it. Like, we're not saying that there's one answer because there's, there's really not right now. We're all, we're, we're all just paving our own way as we, yeah, go. there isn't uh, we're in a world where everybody wants it to be either a one size fits all solution, or it's either column a or column B, but humanity, society, it's all shades of gray. So it's whatever is personal to you. Like Sarah said, that's what you got to take into account. Um, so what, what would you do now to make extra money, Sarah, whether it's like, I mean, you started your Patreon. We talked about that. Uh, you're on cameo, I think, right. Or are there other jobs you would do like in the industry that maybe aren't exactly what you want to do, but it's still under the umbrella of our, our, our larger career goals. Like what's different that you would say yes to now that maybe you wouldn't before. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of creative facets, um, that like I've been wanting to do stuff in, but like maybe haven't had the time and like, yeah, would actually take less pay to kind of get some credits in. Like, um, you know, I've been wanting to expand the writing that I do. I, uh, something that I really would like to do in the next month is, um, pitch some article ideas around. I've been seeing a lot of people write, um, you know, kind of do contributing work to various magazines or blogs. And that, that really interests me. I'd love to, to do some writing and like get paid per word, or I don't know, even just do it for free. I don't really care. And just like get published places. Like, I think that's a big, that's where I don't have as much experience. It would be really good for me to build that up and, and use this time to do that. Um, I would, something I, I talked about this new app that I'm, you know, I'm working with them. Um, I'm potentially going to be managing their social media. So nice. that's, that's something, you know, that again, is it my dream job? No. Can I learn some stuff from it? Probably. Hopefully I try to le- look at everything like a learning experience and, <laughs> you know, I have a love hate relationship with social media. Um, but maybe doing someone else's social media could actually be a fun experiment for me to like, not to not utilize it in the way that I currently utilize it and to actually just kind of get the, the neutral into the neutral space of doing it for someone else. Like, what would that look like? How would that inform the way I do my own? Um, and you know, I think something else I would do if, if there was someone in my field that I could learn from in some way, um, sort of doing some sort of assistant work or, you know, it just, it depends. Some, any opportunity I think for me that I, I think I could grow from or learn from, especially if it's related to my field, Uh, I would do that. Um, I'm also looking at other forms of social media, like my YouTube channel um, doesn't really have much traction. I know people earn plenty of money there. So I'm currently doing some like, I've been taking time to watch videos on like how to properly, you know, post with hashtags and like how to make your thumbnail. And because that's its own revenue stream, it works very differently from Instagram. So you know, I'm exploring other options that still, like you said, fall under this creative umbrella. Um, and we'll see. It's just a really nice time. And again, privilege to be able to experiment. 
Yeah, uh, and, and again, the fact you know that and appreciate that, I think, goes a long way toward how you handle this just at large. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's great, and now is the time. We've talked about this being a time to expand your networking or, or update your reel or work on things that you never had the time to work on. So getting to expand to, yeah, trying social media for a brand. Like, why not? Because that's a cool thing that you should know how to do anyway in a field like this, and now you get to do it. And whether it's paid or not, that comes down to you, but uh, you have the chance to do the extra stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I just booked, uh, I'm hosting a birthday party in a few weeks, a socially distanced birthday party where like I'm coming up with the game, like the trivia games for That's adorable. the birthday group and like name that tune and stuff like that. So yeah, is that what I want to be doing? No, uh, you know, for a career thing necessarily, but in terms of, it's still the same, it's still the same skills, right? That I use on camera. I'm still kind of hosting good and seeing and presenting. It's good practice. Yeah, it's and you never know who you could meet. You never know yeah. who you could meet either. It's uh, it's it's up in Connecticut. I know a lot of influential people live there. There's a lot of TV studios there. Who knows? Maybe there's like a casting producer that's going to be at this birthday party. Exactly. So um, it's stuff like that where, you know, things and I've had this philosophy essentially my entire career where any job I do take, I've always thought, what benefit can I get from this toward my larger career goal? And whether that is it'll help sharpen my writing, it'll help sharpen my people skills, it'll help me meet new people, it'll help me try a new skill. Um, you know, I, I've always thought I'll do anything as long as there's something from it that I can extract that'll help me toward my, my main goal, not take me off the path. So any job like that, like you say, contributing writer. Um, I've done some guest lecturing recently and I don't make any money for it, but hey, maybe I can turn that into like a Zoom professorship this fall semester at a local college or something and maybe make some money from that. So yeah, things like that where it kind of helps sharpen your skill set, and if it puts money in your pocket too, then that money's always nice to have. So it's, it's but again, everyone's in a different situation, a different scenario. That's just the one that, that we're in, really. Yeah, I mean, okay, so and here's the other thing. We've been talking about extra ways to make money, and uh, you know, there's a couple other resources I, I think we just should shout out um in along this line which is there is if there's any you know freelancers um gig workers uh small business owners i'm sure already know this um sole proprietorships whether you have employees or not independent contractors there the sba is doing uh grants did you apply for this uh i did not no so you should do this as well yeah, the SBA, uh, they have a loan program, um, which you basically have to file this application. Um, Forbes put out a really great article about this. So if you kind of, if you Google um, SBA grant Forbes, it should be like one of the top things that pops up. And it's like SBA opens up new grants and loans for small businesses. So this includes, like I said, freelancers and gig workers and all kinds of things. And it's really awesome. It's the EIDL, Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. Um, and you have to fill out this application. It'll link you to it. It's under the, the government, uh, one of the government sites. And you'll have to check the box. But the, the Forbes article gives you step-by-step -step instructions how to do it, which is why I recommend it. Because I did it once early on in the pandemic for my small business. Um, for my escort basically and they just approved me for a loan which I don't really want a loan I can't I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pay back like that that worries me the interest it's just too complicated and then they they 
opened up the application again um, for freelancers and you can check this box within the application for the loan where it says uh, that you want to be considered for a $1,000 grant, which you do not have to pay back. Um, so I, I applied for that, checked the little box. I did it as a, a freelancer this time rather than using my S Corp. And yeah, I uh, got approved for a loan, but you can turn down the loan and still accept the grant. So I got a $1,000 grant um, just by doing this application. So if there's any freelancers out there, um, gig workers, S-Corps that don't want the loan, maybe they heard about the loan program, but they might be interested in the grant, why would you not be? It's $1,000. Um, check out the Forbes article, follow it step by step. Um, I, I hope there's probably still money available that they re-announced that on June 15th. Um, so we're now like, you know, a month and a half after that but there was a lot of money set aside for this and i've had a lot of friends get the get the money so check it out um you know there's also like rent relief programs starting so yeah i, I just got that application last week yeah so check those out for your state see if there's something that you know can help and you know a lot of times you have to jump through hoops through these things they make it not easy um so you have to fill out paperwork but like if you need the money if you want the money um you know, it's money that's available to you. So fill it out if you need it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with getting free money because however you spend it or save it, you're pumping it back into the economy. You're helping everybody out. So as long as you're not sitting on $3 million and you're super rich and you're just taking a thousand bucks from someone who needs it, correct. if you need it, take it because you deserve it. Correct. And shout out Sarah on social media if you do get it and say thank you, Sarah, for, for recommending this to me if you hadn't heard of it before. You can give me 5% of your $1,000. <laughs> thank you. That's what I'll be collecting. Uh, I'll, be col I'll be opening up a new account just to collect my, my 5% on everyone's $1,000. <laughs> Mike, that starts with you because I know you're going to apply for this after this podcast. So 5%. I'll have to look into it. I'll have to look thank into you. it. Yeah, thank you. for sure. <sighs> All right. I feel like this has been this has been great. Um, there are, like we said, still there there are castings going on um, because you know Mike's working again. I'm um, I'm definitely self taping. Uh, I have a couple of things that I've taped for that are shooting in the next couple of weeks that I don't know if I booked or not. But you know things are starting back up. My roommate actually works in. She works in production as well, and she she works in art department, and she works on she'll be working on the show Manifest on NBC, and they go back uh, August tenth, which is really soon. Um, and pre production usually starts about a month and a half before the actual shooting, um, but yeah, she'll be working remotely beginning August tenth. So so stuff is starting back up. Um, that being said. We have your casting calls of the week. Bum, we bum, bum. <laughs> should I go first or should you go first? Uh, go ahead. Cause I have to find mine in okay. my camera roll. I screenshotted it. So go ahead. So mine is a casting that I saw on backstage. I saw the casting. I let it go by because I was not interested. And so I'll read you the original, the original breakdown, which isn't that weird. It just, I wasn't interested. Okay. Casting female lead for a few review-style promotional videos featuring a client raving about her at-home Botox treatment experience. Must seem genuine, trustworthy, and put together while being earnestly excited about her recent treatment and its outcome. Should give the impression that you're letting the viewers in on an invaluable discovery. Um, so, I don't know. There are a lot of things I didn't love about that, like at-home Botox right now. 
at home Botox, whether you're, I don't know, would you be doing that yourself or would the doctor be coming to your house? I don't know. It just doesn't seem something like I need to be faking to the world right now that like it's a great treatment when I haven't done the treatment myself. Um, so yeah, it just weirded me out a little bit. Plus it, it paid $150. Um, it said no meal or travel included. So I was kind of like, all right, this is not worth the risk, um, for me to, to, to do. Anyway, I let it go. This woman reached out to me directly, uh, to invite me to shoot it. Um, and I once again, ignored it. I, I totally ignored it. Then I got another message from her the night before the shoot. Hi, Sarah. I came across your profile. I think you'll be perfect for this role. The shoot is tomorrow and my lead actor has a fever of 103. If you're interested, I would love to have a quick Zoom call with you ASAP. I have a copy, 10,000 words. Shoots in the office downtown Manhattan tomorrow at 10 a.m. So night before, 10,000 word script. Let's do an odd, like quick Zoom call. And uh, yeah, you got to come to Manhattan for this. And $150. So, uh, and by the way, this was from doctor, the doctor herself, which I don't know. I'm just like, if you're a reputable Botox doctor, are you really doing your own? Um, I don't know. The whole thing was just strange to me. Once again, not worth the health risk of taking the subway pushing people to do Botox at home, either with this doctor or on your own. I don't know. It just ran me the wrong way. And it was a, it was a no for me. Oh, I just did the calculation and yeah, that would have paid you one and a half cents per word that you had to learn, uh, in like less than eight hours, uh, to get out Very there cool. plus with Very all the cool. other stuff. So yeah, super worth it. So you said no. So just, so you, you're not a, you're not a go for that one. Just that is correct. I, I wrote her back and I said, <laughs> I told her what my day rate would be if she needed someone. And I never heard back. <laughs> and that kind of shows you the state of the industry now. Uh, I had a similar, this isn't my casting call, but I, I had a similar story. I was telling Sarah before we started recording where, yeah, I applied for something last week or two weeks ago, two weeks ago. And they said professional pay to be discussed and I applied, they said, we love you, film this 15 minute audition self tape. And before I went through all that, I said, well, can we discuss what the pay might be in the ballpark? Never heard back from them again. So I think that seems to be a recurring theme in the pandemic is people trying to take advantage of us, but we're not gonna let that happen. Yeah, so, and heads good, up, good if, you you. See, if you see a breakdown that says professional pay, um, probably isn't professional. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, what's professional is telling people how much you're going to pay them for your work. Or yeah, work. I see that That's a lot. People love to use that phrase on backstage in particular. They say professional pay where you have to list the rate. And I just always find that to be. Yeah. If you're not willing to put it out, you're probably not proud of how much you're paying someone. And that's a clue to me that you're not paying them what they're actually worth. I second that. I agree with everything you just said. So there's a tip from Sarah uh, and me co-signing it. I also just really want to backstage. I, I quickly do want to say, I know, no, this is going a little long that like we understand that people have budget cuts right now and like yes. everyone's kind of suffering. So like I am not, it's not like I don't do jobs for less money. I do. It's just, it has to be the right situation. You have to ask me the right way. Like, I don't know. There's just a lot of ways to go about it rather than just like lowballing people um, or just, not listing the pay, you know? 
100%. It's like a guy who doesn't put his height on his dating profile app. It's like, okay. You're deliberately you're deceiving. Right, yeah, exactly. you're deliberately deceiving them. Okay, what's your casting call? So my, mine, it's not even a casting call because, Sarah, we're talking about money issues on this episode. And okay. I'm not going to have to worry about them again. You know what? You're not going to have to worry about them again because I'm going to take care of you. I got, this, <laughs> I got this Instagram DM last week from a guy named David Yaks. His account is uh, David Yaks Giveaway. That's his handle name. Ooh. This DM. Congratulations! Three exclamation points. I'm David Yaks, the Powerball Power Play winner. So you have been fortuitously picked among our electoral machine on Instagram lucky winners. Those getting, this is a run-on sentence, there's no punctuation. Those getting $20,000 from our charity project aimed at touching lives and helping those that we can across the world as we have been blessed. That's all the mistakes what? in there too. I've been reading it word for word, exactly. Finally, a period. I won the Powerball of $80 million, and I and my family have voluntarily decided to donate to charity. Are you ready to claim your winning? Watch me here. And then he puts a link to some YouTube link that I 100% was not going to click because I didn't <laughs> want every single virus on my computer. Um, and that's it. So, Sarah, I'm sorry. I'm quitting the podcast. I'm quitting media because I'm going to hook up with my man David here. He's going to give me 20K to start on charity. Then he's going to teach me how to win the Powerball. And then uh, I'm going to be too busy living on my private island, not worrying about money ever again. So that's my casting call of the week is I'm set with money for life. So are you willing to give me 5% of that since I'm giving you 5% of actually? No. no. All you're, you're doing is taking 5% from me. You're not giving me any 5%. I, uh, shit. You're taking it all. You're right. I just need lots of 5%. Anyone who wants to donate 5% of anything, hit me up, okay? Just like David <laughs> Yaks. Slide into my yes. DMs and let me know if I can take 5% of your anything. Thank oh, you. Man. Handouts, so baby. Handouts. Oh, man. Well, I think that's it, Sarah. That's all I got for this week. Um, and I'm super happy the AC's been running this whole time because normally I'm a sweaty mess by the end of this. But I'm actually very comfortable today. So uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. Good we episode. Don't know. We're, not, we're not sure if we're going to be here next week. Mike and I have yes. to fight it out and decide. Yeah. Um, so maybe you'll see us. Maybe you're not. And if you don't see us, it's probably because I was going to try to wrap that up really cute, but I couldn't <laughs> fucking figure it out. So let's just, let's just do this. Okay. You might see us. You might not. Uh, you'll have to find out on social media or just, you know, because you subscribe, which by the way, as a reminder, subscribe, like rate review, all the good things. Yeah. Um, it does help us out. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, we'll keep uh, attempting to live the damn dream. <laughs>